everybody. What's up? This is Adam Hunter. It's a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Welcome back. Thank you guys for joining us. I know we're a little late this week. I just got off. I was working on a ship. Uh, and, uh, and I came here. I saw 166. Was that amazing or what? I still can't get over that card. One of the best pay-per-views, I've, one of the best fight cards I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was amazing. It was, uh, the fight, however, the main event should have been stopped earlier. That that was it should have been stopped. I mean, Dos Santos he doesn't remember what happened after the second round, which is which is pretty crazy. Then he said Kane hits like a girl. I think he meant gorilla because uh, that was that was something. It was it was a great card. I called every single. By the way, I don't hate to you know brag because I'm wrong a lot, but I did call every single card and who was going to win. And I was right. The only one I, I was a little bit unsure of was uh, a Sean Jordan card. But Gonzaga is like, he's become the gatekeeper and the effective. He's what a gatekeeper really should be. Because he he beats guys that are waiting to get to that next level. Um, the DC Cormier card. Uh, the DC Cormier. <laughs> Daniel Cormier. The, the uh, Cormier Nelson was, uh, that, that was a good fight. You know, a lot of people... Don't like the way Cormier fights, but he's an effective, an effective fighter, and and he wins. He wins. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna stand there and trade with Roy Nelson. You're gonna get knocked out. I mean, many guys have done it, and that's not a smart thing to do. Um, who does Cormier fight next? By the way, Todd Rex just showed up. That's right. He hasn't been here for a month. Here's my here's a, Todd Rex is one of my a, a good friend of mine, a great comedian. Here's what happens. Just so people have been asking me what happened to Todd Rex. Where's Todd Rex been? Uh, here's what. Here's the truth. When you're an amazing comedian, you go on the road. One day I said, Todd, we have a podcast. Dude, I can't make it. I got four kids. I just found out I have three more kids. There's some, something happened where, <laughs> right. where, where he didn't come because he had to take one of his kids to school or something. Okay. The next week, dude, I can't come. Uh, uh, something else happened. All right. No, I have gambling debts or something, right? So then... <laughs> Then I come back from the Singapore, and I say, Todd, we're having the podcast tomorrow. You didn't get my text? No, I didn't get your text. Oh, bro, I'm gone for a month. A month. Not just like I'm gone. So now here he is. People have been asking, where's Todd Rex? He's back. He was on tour Yay! with on tour with Russell Peters, right? Or, yeah, I did shows with Russell Peters, and, 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 and then I went to, I saw that dude in Cabo. And you, and you were in Cabo, and you saw that dude. Thank you for pointing to a guy that no one can see and so, on a podcast. Well, Todd Rex is back, people. I'm back. and uh, Which is easier for me, because I feel like I talk to myself sometimes. <laughs> I have no one to laugh at me. Dude, the scariest part was, yesterday I got a call from the owner of the World Series of Fight, and he asked me if I wanted to come to the show down to the fights in Miami. Today? And, yeah, he wanted me to leave last night. And what happened? I said no. Because of the podcast? Because of the podcast. Yeah, right. There's, more, there's <laughs> way more to this story than that. No, he but, didn't uh, ask me, but... There was, it was way too late. And, oh, uh, you know, there was no way I was gonna be able to like just dish the family. But. So we're talking about okay, that's the truth. But thank you. But you know, <laughs> you know, anyway, so one sixty. We're talking about one sixty six. Cormier versus Nelson. Wow. Now, Cormier looked. People got mad that you know it was also hard to follow the fight before it, the, the, the Diego Sanchez Melendez war. fight, which was probably. I don't think it was the best fight I've ever seen, but it was up there. It's right up there with the uh, the Hendo Hendo Shogun, Jenna versus Tito on on TMZ. There's <laughs> there's there are other fights that were great, but uh, but it was up there. It was up there. Now, Cormier said he wants to fight Phil Davis next, uh, uh, Gustafson or Little Nog. 
Cormier versus Davis is a very interesting matchup. It's basically Oprah versus Arsenio. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be who wins that fight. Uh, I, I would I have to say Cormier because he's got more. But Phil Davis is, is got it's like three feet taller than him, yeah. and, and and he's getting better every fight. Who do you think wins that fight? Cormier every time. Is that because he's your friend and he's your boy and he's your only well, guy that, but he also is left like, with I your mean, sponsorship? <laughs> he's also like. He's built perfectly for, for fighting. I mean, he's he's like eight feet wide. He's built for bowling, but uh, no, <laughs> he no he is he's he's an amazing athlete, and he's lost he lost thirty pounds, and that's just by missing one meal. I mean, he <laughs> he has he has lost weight. He looks better. Uh, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's lightning fast. Lightning fast. Super strong. Like, but like, I, I would love. Strong. Now he says he doesn't want to fight Gustafsson next because he doesn't want to fight him in Europe because he doesn't like the saunas in Europe. Now, it's because of a bunch of European dudes ass naked sitting around. It's the, the covered wagons and the and <laughs> is that what you think it is? It's like the anteaters in Europe. Is that what you think? It, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't want to go to Europe. So, so that's now. All right. So we'll talk about Diego Sanchez. First of all, I thought Gilbert was. I was hoping Diego would win. I'm a Diego Sanchez fan for life. I, I, he follows me on Twitter. He's a nice guy. But you know what? In a five round fight, I say Diego wins that fight. Yeah. He, he dropped him in the third, hit an amazing uppercut. He lost the first two, but he's one of those guys that, like, if I was going, if you had a battle, if you're going to war, you'd want to have Diego Sanchez oh, yeah. on your team, yeah, because he does not. It, it was an amazing fight, and now, uh, now there's Twitter beef because Melvin Gallard said he used to knock out Diego Sanchez in sparring, and uh, first of all, w- why are you telling people that what happened in sparring? Right, that doesn't really count. It doesn't count, and uh, and why are you? And now Diego said, "Oh, you never said it to me." And so I then you get standing ovations at open mic night. Yeah. <laughs> so Diego said he wants to fight Nate Diaz next. Now that would be, uh, that would be an amazing. First of all, the press conference for that fight would just be more guys. <laughs> the would mean get, mugging would be hilarious. More guys would get the finger than in the gay section of Red Tube. That, that's <laughs> that. I would love to see that fight. Did, who? The only problem about Diego Sanchez that I'm a little worried about is if you listen to his his post press conference, uh, his post speech, he looks like he might be gay, taking a little too many shots to the head. And this yeah, is he's he's slurring his speech a little bit. I he's slurring and stuttering, and and I do that anyway. But but still, you don't want to you don't want to see guys. I, I remember I used to go in those in the gym over at Wildcard. I go to the Freddie Rose gym, and you see these old time boxers come in. And you're just like, man, they took too many shots to the head. Right. And you don't want to see that, especially with the four-ounce gloves and MMA. You don't want to see guys come in. Because he always takes a beating, though. I mean, he, he dishes out. He always takes a ridiculous beating. Yeah. On top of the, the fact that he was uh, a pothead for a while, and then <laughs> he might have taken some ecstasy back in the day. I'm not sure. But allegedly, he partied too much. Tony Robbins will do that to you. So <laughs> you don't want to see... You don't want to see guys get too hurt in there and, right. and, and lose their brain cells. That's that's what uh, – speaking of losing brain cells, Jenna Jameson – Oh, my God. Did you see that interview? Yes. Wow. What is wrong with her? Like That has to be some MDMA or <laughs> I don't know what it is. But uh, Oxys or – Something. So, so if you didn't listen, if you haven't seen it, she goes on like a Fox thing to promote her book called Candy or something. Or She has a new book. Uh, Candy or uh, – yeah. I forgot the name of her book, but Candy Crush or something. So she goes on – and she's promoting her book. No one's buying it. And uh, <laughs> and then she's obviously maybe up the night before, maybe on, I don't know, take a sleeping pill or two or something. But she can't. She's very incoherent. She's not really being able. They had to cut the segment short. 
They're asking her about her, her relationship with Tito. The night before, she's tweeting on Twitter about how Tito's a terrible father and how they, she's making Tito look better. Everything is going to be just uh, fine. Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. She's doing this like like wannabe cute voice. Ugh. And and I, I met Jenna, Jenna. I met Jenna before when I worked on America's Sex Star, which is the American Idol of porn. I was the warm-up comedian on it, and uh, which was a... Ridiculous job because I, I went there early basically. And there's naked girls everywhere, and I'm like, "Hey, my name's Adam. I don't know where I'm allowed to look because the girls are topless. I don't know what the protocol is for this." But she happened to be really sweet, Jenna Jameson, right. and and you know Tito and I met. Tito was a nice guy too. I know he blocked me on Twitter for the numerous jokes, but I'm a, I'm a Tito fan for life. I'm a Jenna fan, and it's just it's sad because you know there are, there are kids involved here, and you don't want to see. It ends up that well, that way. And so, Jenna, if you want to come on our podcast and promote your book, we'd love to have you. Please, uh, be, please get high before you come. <laughs> I, want, I want to see you like that. Too. <laughs> so, so yeah. All right. Well, that. So that's that. Being said, I tried to order the Tito Rampage, Rampage fight, right? and my computer said, "Are you kidding?" Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Today we have Jessica I, Chris Beale, George Grigel, Abel Trujillo, Uncle Creepy, and Chris Camozzi. It's going to be a great show. So thank you for tuning in. I'm stoked. I, I've, I've missed you guys. I've, I've missed T-Rex. I missed you too, Adam. With all my heart, man. I'm so glad to be back right now. I miss DJ who's in here. And I, I miss Smiley, our, 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 <laughs> our, 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 our sound guy, Smiley. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. Let's, let's call Chris right now. Hey, is this Chris Camozzi? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Now, let me tell you about the history of me and Chris. So uh, I made a joke. Chris Camozzi said he's the best-looking guy in the UFC. And then I wrote a joke. Wow, I had no idea he was in the UFC. Right? <laughs> so, then, so then he wrote, very funny, Duke, blah, 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 blah. And now we've been talking for a while. I've been friends for a while. He lives in Colorado. And then he goes, when am I going to be on the great Master Hunters podcast? And I was like, oh, he called me Master Hunter. That's amazing. So how are you, brother? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just finishing up at the gym. Oh, nice. Are you, now you're training over in, uh, in Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah, out here in Colorado. Now, did you train with Connor Hewn when he was down there? No, I didn't. You know, I, I know Connor and stuff, and we talked about training, but uh, we, we never did end up training together. We hung out a little bit, but uh, no training. Who, who, who are some of the guys that you train with over in Colorado? Uh, let's see. Right now, I got uh, I got Dustin Jacoby out here. Um, I fought him in uh, the UFC in Chicago, and he's fighting for glory now. Nice. Uh, I got Gilbert Smith, who was on the, the yeah. Ultimate Fighter with Chael and, and John Jones. Um, yeah, I got Chase Hackett. I got uh, my brother Brian Camozzi. We got quite a few pros out here to train with, and uh, nice. You know, I, I get out and about, and I train with some other local guys too. Now, no, Chris, I was researching you, man. Now, you used to say that people said that Mike Pierce was the Rodney Dangerfield of MMA because he got no respect. But I think you're the guy because I'm looking at, like, basically the guys that you fought. First, you get into the Ultimate Fighter. You finally get in, and you break your jaw right away. So you don't even get to compete on that. Uh, how, now, how devastating was that for you? Oh, man, it sucked at the time. You know, you... uh you, you, when I finally made the show, went through the whole process, I'd get on the show and everything, you know, it seemed like forever. And then I finally get my opportunity to fight. You know, I win the fight. I think, uh, you know, we had one of the most exciting fights in, uh, I think, in tough history. You know, if you watch, go back and watch it. And then, uh, you know, to come to find out, I get in the house and a week later, 
um, they find out that my jaw was broken. So I get sent home anyway. It, uh, it was a bummer, but you know, honestly now it, it's almost like the second best case scenario other than winning the show. Yeah. No. I didn't have to live in that house for six weeks and then I got to come back. That's a good point. That's a very good, yeah, that's a good point. But then I'm, then I'm watching you. Then your first fight is against Dong Yang, who, who is the ox, who is the ox. I mean, you got, you, you fight him then you fight Kyle Noak next. You lose to Kyle Noak and you get cut after one loss. I mean, do you think I mean, yeah. that's insane? Yeah, you know, I, I was surprised at the time. You know, they I guess the UFC had just acquired strike force and stuff and, and I don't know if that's why. You know, they were worried about the roster or what, but uh you know, I I fought Joey Villasenor outside the UFC and then they brought me back. Right, you fought Joey Villasenor. then you go on a four fight winning streak, you take Jacare on a short notice fight. And we saw what happened there. What do you think went wrong in the Jacare fight? And, and, and by the way, how do you train for Jacare? <laughs> I think what went wrong was I, I got taken down. <laughs> that guy is, a, your guy is an animal on the ground. You know, Everybody knows that he's one of the best ground guys probably on the planet. And, uh, you know, as far as training for him, it was short notice. I had, uh, you know, I had a week or two to, to actually train for Jacare. So, you know, I, I just went in there and, uh, with the plan of trying to keep it on the feet and taking his head off. Now, does anybody you know? tell you, hey, um, man, don't take a Jacare fight on, on one week notice? Does anybody ever advise you that? No, you know, um, I mean, I, I didn't even tell anybody about it. I just accepted it beforehand. You know, I didn't tell my coaches and stuff until after. But, uh, you know, it was opportunity knocks, man. You got to take it because, uh, you know, that's how guys shoot up the rankings, man. I'll, I'll fight anybody on the planet. You know, I, I don't need that much notice or anything. Um, you know, because that's what I do. I signed, I signed the contract to UFC, so I got to be ready to fight anybody. You know, you, you can't pick and choose your fights like some of these guys on the way up. No, you got balls of steel, man. I, I, I actually, I was really pulling for you in that Jacare fight. Then you got choked, and I was like, oh. And then I was thinking, how do you defend? How could anybody defend that? Yeah, you know, it's just uh, years and years of experience. You know, so I, I've come home. You know, I've gotten a lot better on the ground. I think. Um, Unfortunately, you learn more from from losing than you do from winning. But uh, yeah, you know, I think that helped transform me into a whole other fighter. No, absolutely. Now you do have uh, Kermit the Frog's balls on your chest. What is what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? What's that with that tattoo? <laughs> I'm a I'm a big Jim Henson fan, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I got a grenade on my chest, and it's got heart valves and everything on it, and it's uh. You know, it's just it's kind of symbolize. you know, for me, I think, you know, fighting with heart, you can take out anything, you know, just like grenades that blow up, you know, that blow up and nice. yada, yada, you know. I'm now, sure you'd rather hear about balls than, no. than grenades. <laughs> no, well, no, the thing is, you're, you asked me to roast you. You're a very hard guy to roast because, I mean, you're, you're a good-looking guy. You're a great fighter. You're tough as hell. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I had to find one thing, and that's all I could find, Kermit by the way. Frog's balls. <laughs> Hey, hey, I appreciate the good looking comments. No worries. Now, do you have a girlfriend? What kind of what kind of tail are you are you getting in Colorado? Yeah, man, I just got married actually right after the Jacare fight. You know that had a that had a big part in taking that fight too. You know the you know weddings aren't cheap. I don't know if you're married or you know if they allow that thing in California for you. So you so you submitted twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twice within a month. <laughs> Congratulations, brother, on that. Now, now you got a big fight coming up against Lorenz Larkin, uh, who's a tough, tough guy. Uh, what's the game plan against him? 
you know, for Larkin, man, this is a this is a fan's kind of fight, I think. You know, I was excited when I got it. He's a he's an exciting fighter. You know, I enjoy watching his fights and stuff. And, uh, you know, he likes to, to stand and trade, and so do I, you know. I haven't been um, – I don't think I get all the credit, you know, that I deserve for, for my striking in the UFC. But, uh, you know, if you go back and look at the stats, there's nobody that's outstruck me yet. So, uh, you know, that, that excites me as Lorenz Larkin because he's a good technical striker. So it's a good test for me. But, uh, you know, I think I'm the more well-rounded fighter. I got the size. I got the strength. Um, you know, I got the cardio. I think I've got all the tools it takes to, to beat him. Right. No, I think it's, it's going to be a blast. You, you guys both have uh, wins over uh, Carmont, too, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, now uh, I'm going to ask you about some fights coming up. You, let, tell me who you think is going to win. GSP Hendricks. Uh, you know, I hope Hendricks. I'd like to see a switch, man. Plus, uh, you got to root for the American. <laughs> All right, Silva Weidman, the uh, rematch. I think Weidman takes him again. How? Um, I can see Weidman finishing him again. You know, Weidman's wrestling is a big problem for Silva, just like we saw in the first one. You know, he took him down fairly easy, and um, you know, I think he's going to be able to control him. Whether he whether he takes him down and beats him on the ground, or if he catches him standing again, uh, he's obviously got the power to do it. Now, are you Team Rousey or Team Tate? Oh, man. Watching Ronda on that show is just killing me. Her and her coaches, man. It, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's lost a ton of fans out there, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure they're trying to make it look good. But, man, I, I almost have to mute it when she talks, so I'm pulling for Tate. Really? Well, you, well, you don't think that Edmund would beat up uh, Dennis Hallman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Edmund beats up anybody. Yeah, especially if Holman wears. I watched some of his, I watched some of his boxing fights on the underground after after <laughs> he was on show. Yeah, yeah, man, Chris, I gotta say, uh, uh, Chris, you um, you're a guy who uh, who I feel like you should be bigger than you are. I think you know you take fights on short notice. You've 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 won your last four out of five fights. I, I think it's only a matter of time, man. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. I just need that uh, that big performance, you know, like I said, a bonus performance. I think a lot of these guys that win the bonuses in the UFC become famous because they're exciting to watch. So, uh, you know, that's why I'm excited about this fight. I think Lorenz Larkin's skills and mine, you know, make for a bonus kind of fight. So, um, you know, I hope you're right in getting on shows like yours and, and getting more media exposure is obviously going to help me too. Well, we'll have you anytime. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have you, Edmund, and Rhonda on. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and thanks, thank, thanks for calling in, man. Good luck with everything, brother. All right, thanks a lot, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care, Chris. Bye. Oh, hello. Is this Chris Beal? This is Chris Beal. Hey, this is Adam Hunter and T Rex. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. The real deal. How, how, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's going good. How you guys doing? I just want to say congratulations on all your success, man. I appreciate it. Uh, the biggest thing is wrestling with Ronda in the pool. That that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so so, what was it like yeah. being on on the Ultimate Fighter, man? To get, tell us some. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, it, was, it was interesting. Um, it was something that I've never done. Um, it was cool. It was fun. It was a new experience. I'm glad I went through with it, and uh, hopefully, some great things come out of it. How's your How's your hand doing? Uh, it's filling up. Every day is getting a little bit better. Well, now was it now? It. Now you think that really affected your fight against Holdsworth? Um, 
never you never know. You never know. I would definitely like to uh, run it back and see how good he does and how good I do when I'm 100%, though. Now, it was your right hand, right? It was my right hand, yeah. So when you were in the house and you were alone, did you have to use your left hand to take care of yourself? Or? <laughs> yeah. I used left hand to take a lot of close showers. Nice. Now, that was, that was, <laughs> was that hard being a switch hitter? Because sometimes I'm, if I'm not used to my left hand, I have to. it takes a, a, a longer time to relieve myself. Is that is that harder? <laughs> Um, it was it was a little bit hard, but uh, I, I had a lot of practice, so I got used to it fairly quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward like a girl doing it. <laughs> That's good. Now, 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 the whole feud between Ronda and Misha. Now, obviously, you're you're on Team Ronda. Do you think Misha and and her team were instigating it and by calling uh by by you know by calling Edmund the Count and and all that kind of stuff? Uh. Yeah, so yeah, I think they're they instigated it a little bit, but before all that happened, you know, they didn't like each other, so it didn't take much to have to get somebody pissed off. Right now, did Anthony ever hook up with Sarah? I mean, I can't put his business out there like that. That's not even right. I'll take that as a yes. So that's a yes. Now, now Anthony said that Shayna and uh, Shayna and uh, what and what's your. Uh, Shayna and uh, and uh, and a Rocky ran to get a uh, sorry about that. Shayna and Raquel ran to get a hotel right afterwards so they could do some kind of like scissoring. Is is that did that did that happen or? Man, I wouldn't even know. I had to I had to go back to my room kind of early myself. Really? Is that to think yeah. about Shayna and Raquel scissoring? No. Okay. No. <laughs> With the donuts. <laughs> so. All right. Now, uh, what? <laughs> so, what else can you tell us about about the, about the show? What can, give, give, give us some dirt. Give us some juice. Man, I don't have no no dirt. Everybody was pretty pretty cool and with one another. I, you know, other than Louis, I think that uh, Louis just said he wears a face mask before he goes to bed, make sure he doesn't get any pimples. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> don't have any kind of dirt. What about um, now? Did what did uh, Juliana? And Holdsworth, now did they hook up? Because it seemed like they were they were gonna. She was gonna give him some of her uh, enseñadas or whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. All I right. don't know, man. I don't have all the juice like that. Okay, all right. So let's talk about your fighting career, since that's what's important. So <laughs> you were undefeated going into the Ultimate Fighter, correct? Correct. Now, now you broke your hand. You lost to Holdsworth in the first round. You got you got submitted. Uh, you couldn't use your power. How does a guy like you, who's obviously used to winning, deal with that? Um, we get another fight and we make somebody else deal with that pain. Right. I mean, uh, I, mean I mean, but were you in the house just like pissed off, just like, oh man, this could have been me? Just was there like a resent factor at all? Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit. I was mad that I, that I lost. I wasn't mad at anybody else other than myself. Um, it was just something that we had to deal with, and luckily we were able to deal with it. Right. Right. And now you live in California? I do live in California. Where at? I live in Ventura, California, Southern California. Oh, nice. Where do you uh, train at? I train out of Knuckleheads Boxing. Knuckleheads Boxing. Do you do mostly, mostly boxing, mostly wrestling, mostly jits? What's your... Uh, I do, I did some wrestling in high school and stuff. Uh, I've been brushing up on my boxing and my kickboxing. Nice. Now, if you could spend one night with either Ronda or Tate, who would it be? 
<laughs> oh man, no comment. <laughs> man, you're I am not getting you, bro. This is this is not good. And he, he's running for office. Yeah, yeah Chris. <laughs> All right. So, who do you think the hottest girl in the house was? We, 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 that you can you, you can answer. The hottest girl. They had to live in the house with us. Yeah. They're all beautiful in their own way. I don't want to say nobody. Wow, yes, dude. dude, come on. Boo! Boo! I was the hottest person in the house. Okay, yeah, I meant girl. All right, fine. So you were the hottest person in the house. So they were all. There's no way they're all beautiful. They're all. I mean, they're all. They all are beautiful. But I'm saying you would equally want to hook up with, let's say, uh, Jessamine as you would Roxy. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, Nah, I wouldn't. Jessamine was pretty cute. She's pretty cute. All right. So, all right. So you heard to hear this. Chris Beale has a crush on Jessamine. Just so everybody, that's that's going to be on the front page. Now, okay. I, I thought Shayna had a pretty underrated. Shayna's body was pretty, pretty, pretty good though. I got. I mean, Shayna. I, I, I something about Shayna that I thought was very cute. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe because she's unattainable. I like unattainable girls. Well, Chris Beale, um, thank you for being on our show. Uh, I am a fan. I hope to see you in the UFC one day. Anything you want to say? Any, any, anybody you want to call out? Come on, man. Do something edgy, man. Come on. Hello? Chris? Did he hung up on us? <laughs> Chris? Yeah, he's not there anymore. Oh, wow. He hung up on us. All right. Well, that was Chris Beal. Thank you for being on our, on our show, man. He, he's a man... Uh, you never know what, what Chris is going to say. Man, a few words. <laughs> man, I don't think he even knew who's on the show. Right. He's like, this is being recorded. Right? <laughs> he's, he's like, who are these people? Why are they? Why are How'd they? I get my number. Why are they asking me these questions? <laughs> I like that guy though. What a nice guy. Uh, so Chris Beal, I'm a fan. All right, we're going to. Brian Caraway. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to call Grizel right now. Let's call Grizel. Hello. Hey, is this, Hello. Jo- is this George Grigel? This is he. How's it going? This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. You're here with T-Rex. What up? Hi, T-Rex. How's it going? Can you guys hear okay, me well? Bro. Yeah, we can hear you, man. Okay. Now, uh, I, I, put the phone, I put the phone on the table. Um, we're using the speakerphone. It's easier for me. Okay, cool. Thank you. Sounds like you need to get some furniture in there. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Grigel asked me to roast him. Now, Grigel, I now Grigel's a tough, another guy, tough guy to roast. But I said his Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like bad Asian vagina. I know it exists, but I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, that, that was, I've always been a fan of you guys. First and foremost, I listen, listen. First of all, I didn't ask nobody in the right mind to ask, especially you guys, to, to roast him. Right. I said you you offered me. You said it'd be nice to have me on the show one day, and I and I said and I verbatim I, I read quote. I said if I'm gonna be talked behind my back by everybody about the mistakes that they think they make, <laughs> if people are gonna roast me, I'd rather be professionals and be face to face to my face. Right. So I might as well be you guys. It might as well be you guys. So yeah, it's not the best theory in the world to be nationally roasted, but but you know, but if you guys can come up with anything original, I'm all about it, man, because I've heard it all. Oh, uh, thank you. Now, Grigel, you are you are a legend. I know you don't think I told you you're a legend. You said you said relax. I'm not a legend. You, you are no, a, legend. I'm not a legend. Now, now let's go. Now, this this show is not just about roasting. I actually actually want to know about you, man. And now you came here as a Brazilian exchange student in high school. Um, did you did. did you know any English? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I studied um, I started studying English when I was seven. 
Okay. Um, my, my mom is literally, uh, she's my hero. She's ahead of time. Uh, she put me in on guitar lessons, surfing, you know, English when I was seven years old. Uh, everything that, that, that I, uh, that I could ask for, even things that I didn't think I was going to use later. My mom was already ahead of time and put me in computer. When Windows came out and Microsoft Word came out, I was already learning that stuff, you know, and it's all thanks to my mom. So by the time I came here, I already had two degrees in English. I was teaching English in Brazil for a living at 17. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you so you you came here in high school. Now, were you? Did you get a lot of tail because you were like the good-looking Brazilian guy who speaks English and surfs? Where, like, I mean, you you moved to Ohio. You must have been the only Brazilian guy in Ohio, correct? Yeah, yeah. This the only the only time that I think my wife is gonna let me go back and talk about the past. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but it's it. Yeah. She she was. I hate to hear about your past. I hate to hear about your past. Well, I didn't. I didn't run around the block. I just owned the whole damn block. <laughs> <laughs> you own the now. Your wife is also a fighter. Zuela. Your wife yeah, is, own, is now. Do you guys have crazy submission sex? <laughs> it's more, you know, it's, there's more strikes involved. Zuela <laughs> gets angry really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brazilians are right. They have a kind of a temper. Yeah, she's Mexican actually, oh, guys. It, uh, I'm worse. Brazilian. She's actually full-blooded Mexican. She's California, but but originally actually 100% Mexican. Where did you meet her? I met her, she fought in my, when I fought uh, Billy Evangelista in that uh, main event fiasco in Fresno. She was on the undercard. So she was, as I was walking out of my photo shoot, uh, she walked in. So literally, I had like three seconds to look over. I checked her in her pink skirt, and I looked at Mark DeLaGrada, goes, crew, 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 look at that. You know, I goes, uh, I like a pink skirt. And Zoya looked at me, she goes, maybe I'll let you borrow her sometime. <laughs> and wow. Mark pulled me by my shirt and goes, George, you fight tomorrow. Put your eyes in the prize. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just pulled me over out of the out of the photo shoot, and that was it. I got her number later. We met um, in Vegas at uh, one of the UFCs. Um, I invited her to come train here. She came to train. I uh, um, she had she was just coming to train. She came to train for one week. It turned into uh, two weeks. Uh, in the second week, she was training here. She was learning a lot. She was offered the Rosie Sexton fight in Bellator. So I just said, you know what? Just stay here, uh, and uh, I'll train for the fight. For the Rose Sexton in, in uh, I think it was Indianapolis, Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. That's when she uh, had the epic knee knockout of Rose Sexton. So she stayed here for the next four weeks. So we never really dated. We went straight from uh, saying hi to living together. <laughs> and uh, after the Rose Sexton knockout, she was offered immediately a spot in the tournament. And like I said, my she changed my plans, and <laughs> I, I I went from bachelor to married with a dog and a sister. <laughs> Wow. Now, how long did it take yeah. for you to, to, like, to like hook up with her after, after meeting her? Um, it, it was, it was uh, a month, not even. I, I fought in November, so it was New Year's. I was close. A month after, I lost her. To be honest, man, I went after I I lost her. So I went to the club. It was a Chuck Liddell party. <laughs> Chuck invited me. She was there with some friends. I was a company. I was, I was popular for having one on each arm, so I was a company book. By more than one girl at a time. And so I was there, and I ended up, he still managed to get her number, and my phone blacked out. I had one of those stupid blueberries, blackberries, whatever you call blackberries, back in the day before the iPhone. Those, those berry shit. And they blacked out on me. And uh, the next morning, I woke up furious. I called my assistant, and I said, Griffey, you go on, on MySpace, and you find that Zoila Frost girl immediately, and tell who you are and who you work for, and get her number now, or you're fired. Within 20 minutes, I had her number again, and I called her, and we met, and that was it. Wow. She ruined my 
she's a bachelor's and now and now there she is a married man Congratu- married. congratulations yeah by the way your kids are going to be the most dangerous human beings on the planet that is the plan i just hope there's a boy first because so if i argue all the time if there's a girl first She's so dominant, and with my looks and style, the boy, the, the chance of him being a gay, if there is a boy, the second is very high. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, so. you, now, you've had some, you had some great fights. Uh, now, you are known for a guy who's has third degree black belt, but for some reason gets in there and just bombs away and strikes. Is there any regrets, or why did you do that? The name of my company, I love that. You know, I always say this. I mean, you guys, if I ever made a single dollar. For every time I got asked that question, I would never have to work another day in my life. And it's uh, it's very awkward to explain. It's just, uh, to you, it's going to be easy. And I think the fan has to, all the fans have to understand. Um, in Wikipedia, my mom called me. Wikipedia says, the definition of what George Grigel says, in Wikipedia, man, says, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, third-degree black belt, notorious for, for turning a fight into crazy slugfests as opposed to use his... Famous Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. And Wikipedia. <laughs> so Wikipedia. I mean, we'll both say something better. My, the name of my company is No Regrets. I've been teaching here, living off Jiu-Jitsu, since I was four, 15 years old. Uh, when I came here to pay the bills and to live, I did eight hours of, of private a day. And after the eighth hour, I started a group class. I literally, I could barely, you know when you get in the shower, if the guy's training with you or not, but you've been training so much that every single thing on your skin is burned. And it feels like your whole body's on fire because that deep burns everywhere. I, I've do, I love Jesus so much. I've been doing it for so many years that for some reason, regardless of the game plan, there was time for me to get into the cage. I expressed myself differently. I never did to please the fans. I really never. I love my fans. And every time they still want a picture, I still have so much recognition. I don't think I deserve. The first thing that comes out of my mouth is, look, look, listen, man. If I was a fight fan like you, I would never be a George Grigel fan, number one. And number two, and every time he goes, man, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm like, I say, I'm sorry for the disappointment. My regrets, absolutely nothing. I live with no regrets. The name of a company is No Regrets. I express myself, of course. Would I have been more successful if I had used the jiu-jitsu that I know I know and that I know that my students and people and fighters that have passed through my hands talk about it? Yes, I would have been more successful. Could I have been a world champion? Am I skilled enough? Am I dedicated enough? I, absolutely. Do I regret? Did I suffer because I chose a different path and I just blacked out, saw red, and turned into into mediocre, crazy love fest by that could have been won uh, by me? Yes, absolutely. Do I have regret? No, no, none. Zero. No, first of all, I mean the fact that you're you you even made it so far. I mean you're 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 a champ. Yeah, and plus you beat my my me and Connor Hewn. Connor's my my wrestling coach, and we actually coach middle school kids together. And that was one of the best fights I've ever seen. You and Connor. Uh, he's a he's that's my, that's my friend. That's my friend for life, right? That's a great person with a great heart. Yeah, I love Connor, and that and that, and that was an amazing fight. Um, I, I couldn't believe, but you know you have nothing to nothing to be ashamed about. I'm just saying that it was just uh. It was just like a little strange sometimes watching your fights, knowing how you could. It's almost like you're just ho- you're kind of holding back a little bit because you could have submitted some of these guys so quickly if you wanted to. It was weird. I tell you, in the reminiscing now that, like I said, I got older and I still am very competitive. It's true. Um, Brian Kane is a great, great help. It's been a great help to me. But I told me later in my career, goes George, and this is not, never to be forgotten. Goes your biggest flaw 
was without the help of a sports psychiatrist. First of all, I was always running in school, training fighters, and fighting at the same time. My deceased father said, George, you're not giving yourself a fair chance. And Brian Payne always, always, always said uh, to me all the time, you know, you can't stress over the things you cannot control. You cannot stress over things that cannot control. But when I went over there and, the, and, and did my, uh, my slugfest on my fight that I could have, should have won, it's, it's in the past, you know. I don't know what else I could have. Um, I don't live with regrets. I watched them. I did not display the jiu-jitsu that I spent my whole entire life studying and perfecting and teaching and creating world champions out of it. But when that bell rang and they said fight, I just saw red. Yeah. And at the end of the fight, I used to look at my coaches every time, and the first thing was, did I win? Did I win? Did I win? And they put their hands in their heads and go, oh, George, you did it again. Oh, my God, you did it again. I have no idea. You know, out of my five losses, six losses, five are, are decisions, and three are split controversial ones. So, right. you know, you go figure that one out. No, I thought I thought that KJ, by the way, that was after the bell, after he hit you. Yeah, absolutely. He told, he confessed to me when the last... The last strike was when he fought, and I thought he, he actually had beaten Ryan Couture. And uh, we were warming up before the fight. He goes, KJ, you want a reenactment? And go, I go, ping, ping, and he goes, boom, and he started laughing. And my wife was there, goes, I knew you knew it, KJ. I knew. That's punched me. I knew you knew it. He just started laughing. My Zoe looks at me and goes, George, how can you not get so angry? I'm like, I'm fighting tonight, honey. That was two years ago. It's all right, you know? Okay. Now, uh, now, do you ever think about coming back? I'm the who said I retired. Ah, good point. All right. You think about coming back to the uh, now? Are you thinking about the World Series of Fighting, Bellator, UFC? What are you thinking about? I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I have a bucket list, guys. I'm thinking seriously. Want to see? I want to stump somebody's brain into the ground. So you know, I want to. I want to head. I want to kick him. I want to kick uh, down opponent's head. And what I've seen, they let they let him do that. And I uh, already got uh, got some connections. Got a call. Got offers to fight. Uh, the point is that right now I'm really busy. I open up a brand new school. It's 21,000 square feet. It's filled with CrossFit. The mats are huge. I have uh, I have guys in the UFC. I have guys in Bellator. Zoila, my wife, and my sister Stephanie are getting ready to fight in Victor now December 7th. So if I, I can't, I cannot train. I build the perfect place to train a fighter, and I cannot train myself in my own place. Where is because it? they need me. Where is it? It's in here in Cincinnati. Okay. Now, uh, now you train Rich Franklin. Do you think he should come I back? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, Rich is not going to retire on a loss like that. Let's leave it at that. Right, because I, I remember Dana said something that he should stick to making smoothies or something. He had, does he have a, a, a smoothie company? I love it. I love it. So I call him. And so I told him, I was really, really, bro. Are you just making Beverly Hills? Are you really squeezing air oranges now and riding your bike and carrying a money clip <laughs> like your, your wallet like a paper clip? I love Did you go hit with me? You know, and I, you can make fun of it. You know what Rich does? Rich does not use the microwave anymore. I'm like, I don't even know who you are, dude. Who are you? He doesn't refill a plastic bottle with water because it's going to give you cancer or something. Wow, so Rich... You know, I, are, you, are you out of your mind? You know, I love... He's my best friend in the world, but... It's just something that I love. He researches everything, but now using a microwave in America, I don't know how caveman he's going to go, which is a perfectionist. So if he wants to go caveman, go caveman all the way. All I know is that he's squeezing kale for a living in Beverly Hills. So good for you, man. So, <laughs> that is hilarious. Wow. Cool. He's, well, taking green juice. 
He's making, he went from being three-time world champion to making green juice and probably making three times as much money. And the funny <laughs> part is he comes to visit me and sees me coaching from 10-hour days, 10-hour days without a voice, training, coaching, training, coaching, going to my office. I look like Buzz Root in that movie, Here Comes the Boom. I need a phone booth in my school. I go from the gi to tie shorts, from tie shorts to gi, from the gi to no gi. You know, all the time teaching, Rich comes to me and, and, and comes in. one day, spends one day at the school, gives me a hug and say, bro, I'll be back in two weeks. I've got to go to California again. And he says, so you know, that's your life. <laughs> to me, you know. He goes, I don't want your life at all. And I just feel horrible. I'm like, I'm exhausted, man. I still got some more classes to teach. And he goes, literally, I would squeeze juice all day long. I want nothing to do with your life, George. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have to get Rich on our show. Yeah. We have to get Rich and his uh, newly uh, squeezing juice profession to talk about that. Well, Grigel, you, uh, you're a legend, man. I, I look forward to your ne- now. So you want to fight in pride rules and like war? Or I would like one of one of Singapore, one of allows um, something. You can see the ground opponent and uh, Coach Matt Hume, which is a great friend, an amazing coach. Uh, he's the one that matchmakers for one FC. Uh, when it's time for me to come back, that's the one that I'm most interested in going to. To one uh, right now, I'm just my my job is to really take care of my family, provide for my wife and. And for my for my sister, give everything they need, uh, so they can train and win their upcoming fights. And uh, like I said, I mean that my school is huge now. I've got to still finish furnishing it, so I can start 2014 with a boom and put more more guys with the uh, strap more world championship belts around more students. Nice. Well, this has been one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Grigel, come back anytime, and uh, and thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on our show, man. Thank you for not being so hard on me, guys. I actually feel flattered. I actually felt I went to MMA roasted and I got complimented. You know, I think I broke a record today. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Big fan. Thank you much. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, you Thank too, you. brother. Be good. Bye-bye. I love that dude. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's very talkative. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> He's making fun of Rich Franklin for having <laughs> squeezing kale. So, so we're going to have Uncle Creepy on right now. Uh, thank you, Grigel. Thanks. Hey, is this Ian McCall? Yes, it is. Hey, this is Adam Hunter and T-Rex. You're on M.A. Roasted Podcast. What's up? What's going on, guys? How are you, man? Big fan. Should I call you Uncle Creepy or Ian McCall? Just call me Ian. Call you Ian. All right. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, thanks for being on our podcast. Uh, You've uh, I've been following you for a while. I don't know if... um, Now, you've had a... You've had a crazy, crazy... Watch for a second. I'm going to pee. What's up? <laughs> uh, are you somewhere? Where are you? Are you in an airport or something? Or? No, I'm at, I'm at the doctor's. Oh, okay, cool. Now you got an upcoming yeah. fight against against. Uh, you got an upcoming fight against Scott Jorgensen. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how are you getting prepared for that? Uh, same way I get prepared for everybody else. Just train my ass up. Are you in the bathroom right now? Yes, I am. Nice. <laughs> About to urinate in a cup. <laughs> yes, I am. Awesome. <laughs> Now, now, Ian, you've had a crazy, crazy life. One of the one of the most craziest lives I've, I've ever heard. Uh, by the way, and by the way, you're my ex girlfriend's favorite fighter. Just so you know. Uh, now, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lot of ex girlfriend's favorite fighter. <laughs> that that makes sense. Uh, now, now let's take it back. Now you've you uh, you grew up. You were a big you were a big wrestler in high school. It kind of helped get you away from uh, 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 from uh, trouble from Dana Point, right? Yeah. And then you went to, and then you went to, then you went right into fighting after after high school. Um, yeah, but I also wrestled in. Uh, I wrestled in San Luis Obispo at Crested Junior College, 
and um, and then I, uh, I, you know, I was I had already fought before I wrestled in college, um, but that kind of like when I was up and I ended up kind of living with, you know, Chuck Liddell and, and Antonio Benuelo, and uh, they were kind of my catalyst to becoming a, you know, taking it serious. Now I heard Chuck's life in real life is just like the Bud Light commercial. Yeah, the same same exact thing. Like anything you want to do, it, the, the, the Bud Light commercial is exactly true. Like, oh, you're a truck. Like, you want to come front row do this? You want to like? I can. I don't even want to get into it. Just, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that guy. That guy has had the coolest life ever. Now, speak, but your life is pretty cool too. Now, is it? Now, word on the street is you're 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 banging Jade Bryce. Is that true? Whoa, whoa, whoa. no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I. Uh, I, I actually have an, a, a new girlfriend, um, but me and Jade were just friends. So you guys never hooked up? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> that means yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, you have a brand new girlfriend, by the way. All right, cool. Is she is she famous or does everyone know her? Is she low key? Um, she's. Uh, I mean, she models and stuff. And I don't know if you if you're from Reno, you know who she is. If you're from she's Reno. like Reno, she's like Reno's. Uh, poster, poster girl. She's on all the hotel billboards and stuff. Now, how do you do it? How do you, how do you go from like your your ex wife was beautiful to Jade Bryce to now Miss Reno? How does a guy like? What's the secret? Creepy. Give me your secrets, man. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, is it the stash? I mean, the power I just, the stash? I, I would blame it on my huge um, ego. <laughs> But I don't, I, I don't know if I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> I, so to, I mean, I, like when you when, when like you when like you meet Jade Bryce, so you're like, hey, listen, I'm Uncle Creepy. Let's do this. Is that is that? Is... No, 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 no. When, when I that was and like I said, we were just friends. She, she, we just you know mutual friends, and apparently I'm not bad looking, so I think girls like me. But <laughs> I, I'm not really sure what it is. I'm not that cool of a guy, and you know. Uh, women just have always seemed to like me my whole life. <laughs> That's cool, man. It just, that sounds pretty cool to me. Now, uh, Thanks for taking time away from humping girls to talk to us. Yeah. I, pre- <laughs> I know you have a very busy schedule. Now, now you tweet. Now, I, I, I do think that you and Twitter might not be the best friends. Sometimes I think that Twitter yeah. Twitter gets you in trouble a little bit. Um, uh, you, I, I got to ask you, you, you tweeted that you walked in on Rob Everson. <laughs> With your ex-wife, and then is that true? What the hell? What the hell happened? Can you can you clear the air here? Yeah, I I just I don't even talk about that stuff anymore. That's all my that's all old life stuff. I'm, I've moved past that, and I'm like I said, I'm I'm in a healthy new stance in my life, not just relationship wise, but just with everything. I, I don't even <laughs> I don't acknowledge any of any of that that stuff anymore. Good. Okay, that's good. So I'm not gonna ask you about it anymore. Rear view mirror is broken. So, gotcha. So you're you got it. You're it's it's a, it's, a, it's a whole new life for you. You you you've left that all in the past. Yeah, you know, I I gave I I kind of gave the world my my life on a platter um, to be observed and, and looked at, and you know that part of my life's over with. I, I don't you know my my new I you know I keep my new life to myself for the most part. You know, I just have a kid and a girlfriend and. It's a, you know, I have a job, and I just try and keep it separate. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. Work, it didn't work out well last time. So, uh, I, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> right, right. I, I hear you. Is it, is it is it hard being a uh, single dad, full time single dad? 
Um, it's not easy, but you know, I have a, a big crew of people around me. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm at Dr. Kessler's office, uh, the OC fight doc in Orange County. And literally I, I come here and I can drop my daughter off at the front and she can, you know, play with everyone here and, and I can get worked on. And you know, like everywhere I go, I have a spot, you know, where, where, um, you know, me and her are very well taken care of. So it's, 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 I would never say it's easy. I would never recommend it for anyone who's <laughs> by themselves. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, somebody had to step up to the plate. And I wasn't going to be, um, you know, one of your typical absentee fathers. I was going to, you know, it's my kid. I'm going to raise my kid myself. So I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I got to ask now, you, um, I know now when you, you, you did talk about, uh, uh, when you when you when you overdosed and died on Xanax and Oxy and GMB, and I have to ask you, what hap- What was that like? What did what did you see when you were dead? Do you see angels or was it? Like, uh, no, just- I, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see anything. <laughs> I just uh, I you know I was sober for a long time, and then I decided to party and get tattooed, and I woke up in the hospital a few days. You know, a few days later. And it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people talk about overdoses where like, oh, they over, I overdosed and then they, the doctors let me go later that night after they like put, you know, fluids through me or something. Like, no, I, I was, I aspirated. I was in the hospital for like a week. Wow. I mean, wow. it was, it was like serious. Like I, I was actually dead. <laughs> wow. But yeah, no, uh, no, no angels, no light, no, you know, God didn't talk to me. I think, uh. <laughs> You know, as being raised as a devout Catholic, I, I thank God for that. <laughs> he, he he left a long time ago. Exactly like Trail yeah. says, there, there's there's no place for him in what I do. Right. Uh, I don't know if people are always talking about it, but I, I think he's long gone. Well, I mean, you've uh, you've you've come a long way, dude. You you should be really proud of yourself. I know I know sometimes you uh you slip up here and there, and everyone slips up, but uh but you've really like I don't know. I mean, you're you're an easy guy to root for. Creepy, thank uh, you. Ian. Um, and my, 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 my last question was when you went to prison, right? Went to jail for a couple months. Did anybody test? Yeah, jail, not, jail. Not, not prison. Just jail. 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 When you went to county, did anybody try to test you? No, I, everyone was super nice to me. Um, I say the guys that were, that were most mean to me was probably like one of the chiefs who was like, you know, like all like the, you know, the gangbangers and stuff like. And, you know, hoodlums were, they were cool. Everyone was nice to me. You know, I signed some guy's Bible, you know, like, <laughs> um, speaking, speaking of sacrilege, um, you know, but I, I just, uh, it was more or less like the cops, because I, I know, I grew up in this area, so I know some of the cops that were there. And then I remember there just being kind of one chief who was just a dick in general. He was always trying to, like, call me out, like, you know, <laughs> and stuff. You know, what, what, what am I going to do, you know? Did people recognize you from fighting? Was it people like, oh man, big fan? Oh yeah, all the time. Oh, that's cool. Because I, I, I would think being uh, having a name like Uncle Creepy and then going to jail might not be the best thing. But no, yeah, that that's. <laughs> and it, luckily, people have always looked at it as a joke. You know, like they realize the joke. Yeah. They don't really take um, they don't really take it as what it is. Like, where did that nickname come from? My friend's son calls me Uncle Ian. He just called me Uncle Creepy one night, and instead of Uncle Ian, so <laughs> it just stuck. Because I've always made fun of everybody with um, with nicknames. I, I think nicknames are stupid, especially like if you give yourself a nickname, you're a douchebag, <laughs> you know. So like, I just kind of 
it, everyone heard it, and it, and it, it, you know, it came from a funny. It actually came from a child's mouth, you know. So it, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. Right. Well, I don't know what's more impressive, man, your your victories or the ring girls you've hooked up with, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, there's I every time any of you has ever contacted me, it's never been for my career. It's always been for chicks I've been. <laughs> You know, you know, it's, and like it's, it's not. <laughs> I don't ever get credit for what I, what I'm good at. So, uh, but you know, like I said, all that's over with, and I, I'm, I'm settled down, and I, you know, I'm taking this one serious. So, cool. No more. Uh, so, you know, no, no, no more nonsense like that. No more mustache <laughs> rides. No, no. Well, I mean, there's one person, but like I said, it's just one. <laughs> she's. That's. She's. She's, she's got. She's got. She's got me pretty. Uh, Pretty well taken care of, so I can't really complain. That's good. Nice. So Jorgensen, are, are, are you planning on making it a stand-up war, wrestling? What's the what's what's the game plan here? Um, I think Scott has very underrated jiu-jitsu, um, and I think I've you know I, I've always said it and I've proven proven it in the past. Like I, I'm not afraid to go to the ground with black belts. You know, like I don't straight jiu-jitsu. Sure, you might be better than me, but I get to punch and elbow you in the face. So. Um, you know, you add a little bit of violence in there, I'm, uh, I can hang with anybody on the ground. Um, Wrestling-wise, I think that as far as straight wrestling, he's probably a better wrestler. I don't know. Everyone always gives me all this credit for being, you know, consensus best wrestler. Maybe I am. I, I don't know. I just well, weren't, you the, were, weren't you the uh, weren't you the uh, state champion of California? No, 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 no. I thought I should have been my senior year, but I, I didn't make weight for CIF. So, <laughs> but you know, it's just. I, I was one of those guys. I was just, I was, a, I was a screw up in high school. So, um, but I, I think that Scott, you know, he was pretty slow for a, for a 135er. You know, he, he, he's not, he's not a fast guy. And I think that just because you're losing 10 pounds, that's not going to make you fast all of a sudden. Um, you're actually coming into a division where speed is, speed is the, is, is the key. It seems like in our division, you know? Um, yeah. You know, he gets pretty hard. He's got pretty good, you know, straight down to pipe type boxing. Everything's pretty, you know, pretty on one, pretty, you know, single dimensional. There's not many angles or anything. Um, but, you know, one thing he's going to do is he's going to bring it. He's going he's to come after me for the entire 15 minutes, which, um, you know, I think I've shown I have cardio. Yeah. <laughs> I have cardio to do that. You know, I've zapped other people's cardio. But it, it, it's just going to be um, me... You know, letting him, you know, sure, he, he can come at me all he wants, but I, I got to try and um, m- meet him in the middle with some heavy shots. And uh, I, I'd like to knock him out. You know, if I, if I end up taking him down and submitting him, that's fine, you know? Well, nobody's faster than Johnson, and you, you match speed with him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, and like I said, Scott Scott wasn't the fastest bantamweight in the division. You know, he, he was, he always seemed kind of slow to me. So um, I think that he's going to get a pretty rude awakening uh, at 125, considering that we are all uh, that much faster than, than everyone else. Speed kills, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speed, speed is, speed is the dominant force um, in in our weight. You know, and, and just like every other weight, you know, we're all very technically balanced. You know, we have good kickboxing, good wrestling, good jiu-jitsu, but we're just for some reason that extra 10 pounds just lets us be that much. Really, that much faster than any other division. Now, are, are, have you been watching The Ultimate Fighter at all this year? No, I, I haven't watched that show in a long time, and, and now because there's, you know, like the whole woman aspect, I just I, I was I just think drama, so I don't want I, I would would watch it even less. <laughs> 
See, it seems like you're definitely like on this whole new, I don't want drama tip. No, you know. No, you know, like I, I'm, I, I hate to say I'm not a fan of women's MMA because I, I, but I'm not, you know, like I'm not a fan of regular MMA in the first place <laughs> all that much, you know, like I, I just, but like I train, uh, you know, Carla Esparza, she's the 115 pound women's world champ. Yeah, Carla came on um, our show. She says, by the way, when it came to anal sex, she's a, a team player, just so you know. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I I wouldn't I don't look at her that way. So <laughs> and I never have. She's a teammate. She's one of the boys, you know. But but I, I just uh, I don't know. I I don't watch TV all that much unless it's cartoons with my kid or movies or you know like Ray Donovan or something. But um, I mean I, I watching the Ultimate Fighter is like the farthest thing from my mind. All right. Well, it looks like you're on a, a very a very clean and healthy path. Uh, good luck with everything, brother. Keep keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm, 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 that's what I'm trying to do. My my life, I, I don't, you know, I've dealt with enough drama and nonsense for now. I just try and steer clear. Drama <laughs> always sucks. Well, if you ever get single and you want to go pick up dirty chicks with me, I, <laughs> I'm I'm a very good wingman. If I ever again, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, we can go pick up chicks and you know maybe maybe uh, I'm sure if if I get single again, the whole world will know and. Seems you contacting me again for things that have nothing to do with my career. <laughs> just my just my afterlife, my yeah. party life. Yeah, cool. Well, take care, Ian. Take care. Later on. Bye-bye. Hello. Hello, is this Abel? Yes, sir. How's it going, man? It's Adam Hunter on MMA Roasted. Oh, what's up, Adam Hunter? I'm, I'm here with T-Rex. What up? What up, what up? Hey, man, I, by the way, you, uh, listen, so Abel was like, hey, man, you could roast me. It's cool. So then I write, so Abel says, hey, I'm going to be a rapper, right? I want So I wrote, Abel Trujillo wants to be a rapper. What rhymes with one more loss and I get cut? <laughs> Next thing you know, I get Eddie oh, out. Al- that's funny. I get, he, so Abel writes, LMFAO, haha, it's funny. And then Eddie Alvarez just goes, hey, go kill yourself. And now I'm, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to war with Twitter. I feel like I got set up, Abel. <laughs> nah, that was that was one hundred percent genuine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How's everything going, man? Man, everything's going good, man. Everything's going real good. Now, con- 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 congrats on all your success. As as you know, uh, I'm a uh, I'm a, a big fan of yours. You're, you're a, a really fun guy to watch fight. Um, how's training going over with the uh, Black Zillions? Man, training's good, man. I'm, uh, just getting ready for the December 14th fight, so I'm just preparing myself. Right. Now, that last fight, uh, it was against uh, against Volker. It was actually, I think it was pretty much even going into the third. You landed a knee, which was legal, but they called it illegal. Did you get paid anyway for that, the, the win bonus? Yeah, yeah. It, it was in his bowling. Uh, he used to fight Volker a lot. Oh, right, it, right, it right, 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 right. Right. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, they ended up paying me like I won. Oh, that, so that's good, right? Yeah, it was real good. Right. Now, I, I was looking into your past. You actually lost your first amateur fight by knockout, took three years off, came back, and then won in 53 seconds. Now, did you did you quit fighting for that three years? Did you say, you know what, this is not for me? What took it? How come it took three years for you, for you to come back? Nah, that's, man, I was 8-1 and one as an amateur, and uh, that, that fight I lost, I didn't get knocked out. I was just tired, and uh, the ref caught it. But I didn't get knocked out at all. Um, 
it was just I went in that fight out of shape because I broke my hand the previous fight. So I had a pin in my hand. I actually got my pin taken out of my hand and fought the next day. So it was it was just stupid um, trying to fight like that. I thought I just, at that time, you don't think you can be beaten. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. It's probably a good thing you lost because then, cause then it kind of woke you up, no? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, like, I was guaranteeing everybody as an amateur, you know, like, first round, first couple seconds, and then I go pro, I, I lost my first my first fight, and it was like, damn, you know, it was frustrating, like, whoa, I'm not used to losing, you know? Right, but I mean, you're, I mean, but you're a monster now, and one of the guys you beat was, uh, was Marcus Lavasor, who's, who was undefeated in college. I looked at the guy, the guy was 155-0 and in college, he was 296-0 and as an amateur fighter, Jesus. as an amateur wrestler, and you beat him. You, you, he actually was 0 for 9 in takedowns against you. Yeah, I looked, I, I knew who Marcus was. Like, <clears throat> he's like a year older than me. So, like, I knew who he was all through my high school, college. He was number one recruit, all this stuff. So, I knew who he was. I, kind of, I looked up to him a little bit. So, then, like, when I found I was going to fight, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is, you know, you always dream of fighting somebody, like, you kind of look up to, you know what I'm saying? You want to prove yourself to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, but now, now, when you did you wrestle in high school and college? Yeah, yeah, uh, I wrestled in North Carolina in high school. I was a state champion, and then I uh, wrestled in um, in Iowa at William Penn University in college, and I was a four time All American there. Wow. Okay. So I think a lot of people don't know that about you. That's not because because your striking is uh is on point. A lot of people they a lot of people underestimate your wrestling. Uh, then you, 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 you had a five fight winning streak. You lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov, or I think I just butchered that. But, um, now how did, how did you deal with that loss to Khabib? Man, I took that loss hard. Um, you know, people, people go after your debut, like, oh man, he should fight Benson next. And then you lose it. Like, oh man, you should cut him. You know what I mean? It was like, it was real frustrating. Um, after the loss, I, you know, I really thought I could beat him. I got dominated in, uh, like, the wrestling, grappling positions, and it, I just took it hard. And I just thought, you know, you get an automatic pressure. Like, if I lose one more time, I could be done. You know what I mean? It's just it's just hard to, to live with at, at that moment. Was it his Russian wrestling that was so hard to deal with because you were used to American wrestling? Or was that – was that? Yeah, his, his, wasn't, his wasn't wrestling like, uh, like our tradition, like – Marcus was trying to take me down, like, in front of me. He was, like, taking my back, you know what I mean, holding me down. It was just a different, you know, I was never good at wrestling leg riders anyway. They always hold me down, kind of stall me out, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right, right, right. So you, so, but then you, you came back, it was a, I, I, you know, I feel like you're a guy that should be on the main events or, you know, you should definitely, you fought on the Facebook prelims, which was kind of bummed me out a little bit. Uh, and then you fought bowling. It was a tough fight against bowling. Were you were you surprised how tough bowling was? No, nah, no, nah, I knew it was going to be tough. You know, that's one of the things you got to when you have an opponent. You know, you have your opponent. You got to break down film on um, film on him. So I knew, like, I knew he was tough. I knew he he had heavy hands. I knew it wasn't going to be an easy fight. Right, 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 right. So I mean, I, I can't wait for the rematch because the first one was a war. Uh, a couple questions off topic. We had Seer on last week, and Seer was talking about banging Miss Hungry. Uh, how does that happen? He, he said what? He said he banged Miss Hungry and Miss Turkey and Miss That's probably not Miss, hard to Miss, do. Miss, <laughs> Miss, Miss Miss Grease. How does Seer get so much foreign tail? 
how does he get so much foreign tail? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That dude's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's probably just like his aggressiveness or something. Yeah, he the guy's the guy's fearless, right? I mean, I guess growing up in Afghanistan, you're not worried about getting rejected. Yeah, he's he's actually funny as hell too. He'll have you just rolling. Now, are you single or do you have a girlfriend? What's 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 your story? I'm not that I'm hitting on you. I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, I'm single. I'm single. Dude, how much tail are you getting? Oh man, that's off the record. (laughs) It's off the record or it's off the charts? It's off the record. I plead the fifth. Oh, you plead the Come on. I mean, so who gets the most tail out of all you guys? You, Rashad, uh, uh, Kenny Monday. Who's the guy that gets the most amount of chicks out of the Black Zillions? Man, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Overeem? He's not. He's not really a black zillion. Yeah. Now, by the way, so what's the Anthony Johnson came on our show and said that Overeem isn't really a black zillion. He does his own thing. He won't train with anybody. He just trains there. He keeps all the toys to himself. Is 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 there truth to that? Yeah. What he said was kind of was yeah. Kind of sums it up. Yeah. I, I, I spoke to Indio about it too. Does that bother you? I mean, it don't bother me. It should bother him. But don't bother me. Right. So, so Anthony Johnson gets the most amount of ass. Is that is that what we're saying here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, is there anybody that you want to call out on the show? Because people people come on our show and call people out. What you mean is call them out? Like as far as like people that you want to fight. So you can fight in bowling next. After you beat bowling, who do you, who, who do you want to fight after that? Oh, oh, nah, man. I don't care, man. Who? Else? I'm I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter that I fight whoever UFC wants me to fight. I'm not one of those fighters that picks their fight. So like I want to fight one of these guys. So whoever they thinks a good matchup, I'd be like I'm down. Now, do you get mostly white chicks, Asian girls? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, you gonna put me on blast like that? So Abel Trujillo, Abel Trujillo smashes all the Latin girls. Is that is that how it works? Nah, man, I'm a good boy. What does that mean? That means he spreads it around. He's he spreads equal it around. Opportunity. Equal opportunity. Smasher. Nice. <laughs> now, now, when Khabib wore that wig against you, did that, did that bother you? Nah, nah. I knew he was going to wear it. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, that's Abel Trujillo. Uh, you, you are a man of many words. Team killer. Uh, you, are, you are a killer, man. Uh, I'm a fan I'm a fan. Uh, thanks for being a good sport. Thanks for having me roast you, by the way, uh, and not killing me. Yeah, what's your what would what would your rap alias be? Oh yeah. By the way, are you gonna rap for us or what? <laughs> Carmel John, I'll spell bar for you real quick. All right, let's let's hear it. All right, real rap raw. This is that Adam Hunter. I see your headline is receding. It looks like a bunch of space <laughs> on your forehead is having a meeting. Oh man, I did not. I did not expect that. What did it, what did it look like? It was having said, a meeting. Hold on, my forehead is receding. It looks like what? A bunch of space on your forehead is having a meeting. <laughs> That's amazing. A bunch of space is having a meeting. Was that was that off the top? No, he waited hey, all. Off, yeah, hey, right. that was off the top. Off the top. 
<laughs> he waited all week for that. <laughs> yeah, get it Hey, 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 I swear, 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 I you got me good, man. You got me good. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. That I'm was honored. too funny. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Good luck in the next fight, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Take care, Abel. All right, you too. Hello. Hello. Is this Jessica I? This is. How's it going? It's Adam Hunter and T-Rex. Hi, Jessica. Oh. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? So I just saw a chef on to eat some, uh, eat my meals and just kind of sitting here hanging out. Nice. Congratulations. C- congrats on your uh, first UFC win. Thank you. I appreciate it. How, so how does it feel? I mean, I mean, you were, you got your first win on the big stage. What's going through your, your body right now? What's going through your head? No, man. I mean, there's so much, to be honest. Like, I was actually just getting a Twitter battle about two seconds ago um, with Eric Holden, and I, it, I just realized even more that there are so many people that are going to want to see me fail that it makes me feel so good that I'm doing exactly the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what happens, you know, like, I'm I'm enjoying this ride, man, and I feel I feel amazing, like, there's really nothing that can pull me down from from this cloud right now. Were you uh, were you thinking about the? I mean, like, how much were you thinking about this fight prior to? Like, were you losing sleep over it? Like, picturing mm-hmm. you being in the cage, in front of all those people on on the main stage. Um, you know, I I have um I have a hard time sleeping the week of the fight, anyways, because I'm I'm like a, I'm a very anxious person in general. I'm very hyper. So usually the week of the fight, like it's usually hard for me to stay sleeping for long periods of time. Like I it's almost like I sleep in spurts. But um, really, I mean, not until fight week. You know, I mean, I guess like I had dreamt about being in the UFC for so many years and for so long that I, I just I felt comfortable. Like I had already been there whenever I was able to walk into the cage. Nice. Did it blow your mind when you walked in for the first time in front of all those people? You know what I I. You can't see anybody. You know what I mean? So, like, I can't see anybody. So, it's like I don't even feel like they exist there. Because in all reality, the only people that really truly exist is me, my opponent, and the cornermen, you know, for both sides. Like, other than that, I don't really – it's crazy. Like, you – maybe if it's for me, I block everything else out. But, I mean, I really didn't even notice anybody else or, like, notice the crowd. Yeah, no, I hear That's the only thing that I did notice was when I was looking across right before Sarah got into the cage on the Jumbotron, it said evil. And I like, I grinned a little bit, but I was like, oh my God, I can't grin while I'm in the cage. People are going to be like, all right, this girl's crazy. But I, you know, I grinned to myself like, oh my God, there's my name. Uh, that's, I, I had, now, now why the evil eye is just because your last name's I, I mean, is that why? Yeah, it's a little bit of a mix, obviously. Evil came from like my father. He, you know, he ran with a lot of Vikings when he was growing up. When he was growing up, and they called him the evil one. I mean, I'm guessing because he wasn't the nicest of individuals. But they called him the evil one. And then when I, you know, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'm very, 
you know, I, I guess I'm very respectful. I like to treat people very well, but when I go into the cage, it's like all of my inhibitions go away and I just let everything go and just fight my heart out. Because my, oh, my, my last name is actually really I, too. People call me Stink Guy. Just so you know, <laughs> the, Adam Stink, it was very... Mine too, God, since I'm you know black, how many times brown I hear eyes. that? Like, people are like, Jessica Brown Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, me at this point, I'm like, do you know how many times I've heard that? Like, it's not original. Like, come up with something different. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally, I hear you. Now, now, Sarah Kaufman has been kind of complaining that she really won... Uh, I personally thought it was a very close fight. I thought you edged it out. I could I could see why people said it went either way, but I thought you won. Uh, are you? Do you have anything you want to say to Sarah Kaufman about it? Or lose like I a mean, man. we were. Just, I mean, there was some. There that was kind of some of the battle that was just going back and forth on on Twitter. Um, look, there is a very very. It was a very close fight. Do I think that I won it? A hundred and ten percent. And I'm not saying that because I legitimately walked out as the true winner, but I legitimately won that. I won the first two rounds. She caught me the only time in the two and a half minutes into the third round. And that was the only point that I felt, you know, in danger. Other than that, I mean, yeah, it was a very close fight. Two high, you know, high-level girls. But no, I do not think she beat me. I mean, if we broke down the fight between strikes, also, let's talk about clinching. Who, who controlled most of the clinches? Who controlled the cage? Who did? Who had more strikes while the other one was on the cage? Who also has who more showed, Who showed athleticism throughout the entire fight and staying moving? I mean, she stuck with very basic things. Now, those basic things were good enough to give me a run for my money. But what about the things? I, how many kicks? She threw three kicks that entire fight. I counted with myself at least 12. Right. No, I thought you. I thought you, you had know, the, I mean, and that's the ten foot stomps that I threw that are just like jabs. I mean, that's all about being being active and doing things. Those all count. Right. No, I thought you definitely had the better striking. It was. It was. It was a close fight. I mean, it was a very close fight. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from her. It was a very close fight. That's why it was a split decision. And when something is a split decision, that means someone did just enough to be better. So why why take it away from me? Like the fact that she's. Um, like I guess maybe you guys are catching me right at the right time, but like it's so unprofessional. It is so unprofessional as a woman and as an athlete to sit there. Why not take it? You know what? I lost for whatever reason. I I, I let the judges decide my fate. Why does it got to be about oh what people think and and this that and the other? Why do people got to make it like that? Why does she even got to make it like that? All right. So, do you have any Valium in your house, or, or uh, any type of um, right? I mean, you need a you massage. Or something. You literally caught me right at the beginning of when I was going through these tweets, and I made sure Jessica. You were first back. of all, let, listen, listen. Let me give. Let me, let me give I'm, I'm 35 years old. I've 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 been around the block a little bit. What the hell are you worried about people on Twitter for? You're the one in the octagon fighting. It's you. Not at, people on Twitter. You know why are you fighting with keyboard warriors that 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 are watching you? Come on. Uh, there's gonna you're be right. haters. That, you're that, right. that only shows that you're doing your thing when people come out of the woodwork to hate on you. I, I, what are, people are paying to watch you fight. You don't need to respond to everyone on Twitter. They, they got nothing better to do, and you're and you're you're making them relevant. And I should be saying this to myself too, because I do the same shit. I just block people on Twitter after a while. I'm like, you know what? You're negative. I don't need your shit. I have enough problems in my life. Block. But Jessica, you're 100. Yeah. Listen, I agree with you 100. percent it's that fucking Eric Holden 
who goes all over and he's like Perez Hilton of MMA. And I didn't feel like I had to block him until he just literally tagged, tagged her in a post trying to instigate me. And then he's going, they love the drama because usually I just block people too. But it literally just happened. Like, I'm not kidding you when I say, like, about 10 minutes ago, I was going back and forth, and I was like, you know what? Like, screw this guy. Screw, I mean, honestly, like, I respect Sarah as a fighter, but I'm she's, I'm losing respect as her as a woman, because if she did, I mean, you would let it go. I didn't, when Aisling Daly submitted me in the second round after I was beating the crap out of her, I didn't go around and be like, oh, well, you know, let's talk about the first half. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, nothing else matters because I won. That's all that matters. And you right. Lost. So you got to so, so move, so move on. You're acting yeah. like you lost. Move on. You won. Right. Celebrate. Go out. Get, go out and get laid. Okay. Do what you got to do. And, 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 and pet your dog because, because you won. <laughs> Seriously. You don't, you don't need to be a, by the way, do you have a boyfriend? No. Do you have a girl? Unfortunately. I'm just, the boys, boys are scared of me. I think it's I'm too confident for them, but that's a whole other story. No, that, first of all, that's a story that I want to hear about. Okay, so uh, you don't have a boyfriend. You're you're, you're single, and you're and you live in Ohio, right? Or that's correct. So now, are you like the most? Do you go to the Dairy Queen and people stare at you and take pictures, or what's the? Yeah, Cleveland knows me. I mean, last <laughs> night was the you know I went out last night um, at like a a little like retro bar. And obviously, I have a nice shiner. So someone, you know, just kept looking at me. And the next thing you know, they came over and they were like, you're Jessica I, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. So for the most part, yeah, Cleveland really knows me, um, you know, and how I am or, you know, who I am. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's what kind of keeps me back from dating is because now I'm in that position where I feel like every time a guy talks to me, it's only because of who I am and not who I am, if that makes sense. Right. Like, People, they want to be known as the guy who hooked up with the UFC fighter. I'll tell you what, ain't no man going to have that on me. Like, I'll tell you what, there's no man running around Cleveland being like, oh, yeah, I hit that. No, you didn't. You liar. You ain't getting them from me. So you've never had sex? Wait, you've never had sex before? Oh, no, I never said that. But never never out of my relationship, I guess I should say. I I don't. I'm not a I don't don't randomly How are you taking care of your needs? So how how are you taking care of your needs? Because, I mean, you're a 27-year-old girl. Your your estrogen's probably really up. You probably have a lot of, you know, extra juice flowing around. (laughs) How do you you take care of yourself? Well, let's just, you know, I mean, I'm not going without my needs being required or met at any point. So do you have yeah, a, do you have a, like a UFC vibrator? I mean, did they give you as a? I don't know. I think that might be a little creepy considering <laughs> I don't think most fighters are very attractive. So, I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. No. Okay. All right. So, so Jessica, I is single and horny. Is that, is that, is that, that's what people to tell people that'll be our, our like heading for the. Sure. Really? I sure. Sure. A hundred percent. So why don't you come to LA? Look, we'll hang out. I, I, me and you will go on a date. I, I don't even care that you're a UFC fighter. I, I like you for you. <laughs> I love it. You're making me laugh. I well, think I mean, if I'm ever out in LA, you, you got to take me on a date. I will. So how many dates would it take for me to hook up with you? Honestly, about three dates, four dates. I don't know. It depends on, it depends on how, you know, it depends off you're a smooth talker. I uh, mean, I'm totally screwed. I, I, it would probably take it would take it would take a couple of chances, but if you're I mean if you're Rico over there and you're in the smoothie, 
Yeah. I mean, we're liable to have a couple drinks and go home together. If, if wow. She, if she's cool, I could do it in the night. Wow. So, okay. So, a couple drinks with Jessica I, I All you got to say things like, hey, you're really cute. I thought you won the fight. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> the black on the outside of your eye. I, <laughs> I hate Eric Holder. So, like, that kind of stuff. Like, because you seem like Maybe. you're, you, see, you seem like you're the kind of girl that. You're going to you're gonna have to show up with some flowers and candy. Oh, come on. Flowers and candy. All right. What is the 40s? How do you make it your while? Believe that. Wow. Okay, yeah. But that being said, it seems like you're the kind of girl that would like last 45 minutes in the bedroom. Am I right? <laughs> well, considering it's been a long time, I mean, I am a competitor, so. Nice. You, you are winning my heart. Now, now, now Jessica, now you... You, you you walk around at like it seems like you're fighting a weight class up by the way it's back back to fighting because you you were a, one, a 125 pounder and you fought at 135 is that giving you a big disadvantage no not at all i mean to be honest i i personally felt stronger than sarah i, I didn't feel like i didn't feel like she was that strong like i anticipated when i was going up in this weight class that i was going to go up against girls that were like i mean a lot lot stronger than me but I had been doing some changes in my in my training in general, so um, really, I, I mean, I get to eat a little bit more good foods, and I'm not worrying about cutting cutting carbs or cutting water. That you know, I walked down to 35 for that fight. That's I, I like. I had to cut one pound. One pound. Um, that morning to get off. And granted, I ate and drank the whole night before, but... So yeah, all you had to do was drop I mean, juice. I like it. I'd much rather, I'd much rather be at 35, to be honest. Like, I, I never want to have to cut down to go to 25 ever. Nice, nice. Was, uh, was Sarah Kaufman surprisingly pale once you got into those hot lights? She, um, well, I, it didn't help that I'm pretty... I'm, I'm complected, so... <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Well, Jessica, you are... You are a ball of energy, and uh, and I think that you need to you need to relax. You need to go to the spa. Have a woman day. Have a have a female day. Get your nails done. Get your get your toes done. You know, Bring rub out the jackrabbit. Rub one out. Yeah, I mean, it's because you, you uh you got you right now. You're just too stressed. So no, believe me, I'm not. Actually, I, went, I just went. I just got home from shopping, and I'm I'm actually pretty happy. Spending Other than some of that UFC that, money. I'm, I'm going out with my girl. All of us girls are going out tonight. We're gonna Woo! go. We're going out. The dancing bear. Confident females. I'm sure no one's going to come up and talk to us, but, you know, <laughs> we try. Look, I am all for confident females. I don't know what these guys in Ohio or, or Cleveland are doing. Uh, if you were at a bar, I would totally get rejected by you, just so you know. I would go up to you. Wait. And I'd be like, hey, you have a nice booty or something. Or, <laughs> nice booty. Well, I don't, I don't know what I would say. I would, hey, nice I shiner. I to talk to a guy that actually comes up and actually talks to me like and jokes with me. I'm more liable to talk to him than like some dude that's like, damn, girl, that ass. I'm going to look and be like, man, if the guy came over and was like, joked with me, like, what, he got water in there? I, I would be more apt to talk to than someone that treats me like that, but... I don't know, man. There's a there's a there's a different breed up here in, in good old Cleveland. Well, come out to L.A. and then I will I will disappoint you. I promise. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we would have a good date. Uh, thank you, Jessica, for coming on our podcast. Uh, you are a beautiful woman. Hopefully, uh, now by the way, are you on Team Raza, uh, Team Ronda, or Team Tate? I'm Team Evil. So, you know, fortunately, yeah. I'm I'm Team Evil. I and you know I. Let the better woman win. Let the better woman win. I like it. Cool. 
Well, thank you for coming on our podcast. Evil. And I hope to have you back on. Evil like. Yeah. Call me anytime, you guys. Thank you, Jessica. Awesome. Bye. Bye. All right. That was the MMA Roasted Podcast, people. Actually, during our show, we just got uh, news that Tito is hurt and won't fight Rampage in Bellator. Boo! He said everything happens for a reason. I guess the reason is they didn't sell any tickets. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's that's crazy. That was going to be a big... I don't understand. Boo! And then Dana White rose, uh, wrote uh, Karma, LOL. So that's... Really yeah, already that? he's on it. Um, but yeah, so that's... That's weird. I guess, you know, he got, uh, there's going to be no Tito. I'm still going to, it's still a good card. I mean, Congo's on it. Uh, who else is on it? Eddie Alvarez uh, is on it. Um, and then who, uh, what, who else is on Oh, King Moe's on the card. Still a good card. But it's just not going to be Tito. And that, that would have been hilarious. I, I wanted, to, I was looking forward to watching Tito and Rampage. I really was. It was like the, the battle of the aging. Right. It, it would have been. <laughs> Would have been great. So uh, th- anyway, that was our our show. Thank you, Jessica. I by the way, she's she's single and horny and and hot and can last Pent forever. And, and she likes comedy. And likes comedy. Uh, Chris Beal, thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to shock you with some of our questions. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to have you back on, Gurgel. Hilarious, dude. Great interview. Abel Trujillo, great. Thanks for the rap about my forehead. <laughs> Glad I got to beatbox for you, <laughs> Uncle Creepy. Uh, he's starting a. He's he's. The beginning of his new life, and he's doing well. I'm looking forward to him and Jorgensen. Welcome to your new world, Ian. And Chris Camozzi, another another great guest. Thank you guys for coming Kermit on our show. Kermit the Frog's balls on his chest. Yes, Kermit the Frog's balls on his chest. Uh, we were supposed to have Eddie Alvarez, but uh, we tried calling him and went right to voicemail 17 times. Um, <laughs> but hopefully he'll come on next week. I'm an Eddie Alvarez fan, and uh, I don't know, maybe he's bummed about the whole Tito thing. Who, who, who knows? Because <laughs> he is on the card. I'm answering my phone. You know, but uh, so hopefully Eddie will be on shortly uh, next week. So that was our podcast. Uh, you can follow me at MMA Roasted. Uh, follow T Rex at Todd Rex, T O D D R E X X. Yes. Uh, at Adam Comedian. Next Tuesday, I'll be at the Ontario Improv in California. Next Monday, at the Parlor in Hollywood. Then I'm off to Europe for 13 days for the military. Are you? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Wasn't I supposed to be on that? Yes. What but happened? Uh, what happened with a uh, long story? Um, Jeez, but, what a. Yeah. No, it was a last minute thing. <laughs> it was a last minute thing. And then they combined all the tours together because uh, a comic got in trouble for cursing. So I'll take you on, on my January tour to South America. There you go. I'll do, I'll do that one. So thank you guys for coming. Uh, hopefully. It feels uh, good to be back, by the way. Oh. I missed you guys. Great to have you back. Uh, take care, guys, and have a great week. Later.